Hello, welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Imani. I'm very pleased to have Annette. Welcome to Exploring Art Podcast. Happy to be here. <laughs> okay, and for today, we are case study is based on Paul Cizien, and our case study is Cizien and Mont saint Victoire. And it starts by saying, for almost all of his career, Cizien made painting after painting of Mont saint Victoire often from exactly the same spot. These paintings exhibit the evolution of Cizien's style. Andre Malru once remarked that Cizien found it terribly important to paint Mont Saint-Victoire because he identified with it and therefore and was therefore able to realize himself through his depictions of it. Randall Gerald responded that for the very same reasons Cizien was necessary to Mont Saint-Victoire because it realized itself through him. So, for some context, um, we'll go through some questions and some extra research that we did to give us some context about the case study. Um, Annette, do you want to start? Yeah, I mean, I think we should talk about the artist a little bit. Can start with the life and work of Cizien. Yeah. Alright, so we know that he was a French painter, known as one of the greatest of the post-impressionists, whose works and ideas were pretty influential in, in, in the aesthetic development of many 20th century artists and art movements, especially Cubism. He was the son of a well-to-do Virgo family, and he received a classical education at the College Bourbon in Aix. In 1858, under the direction of his father. Okay. Um, also mentioned in the case study was Mont Saint-Victoire, which is a series of oil paintings by French, by the French artist Cizien, and Mont Saint-Victoire became one of Cizien's most repeated and very, very themes, with Cizien changing something about the scene each time from his angle to the lighting, to the compositional specifics, to the mood, he tra- and to the mood he tried to evoke. And um, this information, we found it, or got it from Wikipedia and Britannica.com. Also, Cezanne's style is post-impressionism, modern art, impressionism, romanticism, and cubism. Um, also, mainly cubism. Yeah, mainly cubism. Um, some a few names mentioned in the case study was Andre Malru. 
to tell us about Andre. Yeah, he was a French novelist, an art theorist, and apparently a minister of cultural affairs according to Wikipedia. Also, Randall Gerald and Rembrandt and Saskia. So, Randall Gerald, he was an American poet, literary critic, children's author, essayist, and a novelist, according to Wikipedia. And Sam Brett, or Rembrandt and Saskia. Saskia was the wife of painter Rembrandt Van range in the course of her life she was his model for some of his paintings drawings and etchings so he was basically using her as his muse yeah um, he was a dutch golden age painter a printmaker and a draftsman okay okay then there's some context um so, I guess, on to the discussion. Okay, so you want to move forward with the questions? Uh, yeah, I think we're good now. Um, number one, our first question for this podcast is, in what way does an artist realize him or herself by painting the same subject? again and again um, to open up we could go back to Arthur Danton who suggested that the Greek tradition established that art's essential character resided in its difference from real things and that is this contrast between imitation and reality continues to influence our concept of art or, or perspective on it Yes, and we found this in the chapter three, Meanings and Imitation. Um, to go off that, um, I feel like an artist realizes the things that fascinate them and shows how much they appreciate their surroundings and shows how observant they are if they paint the same subject over and over and over again. And as we heard in the case study that Cezanne often drew Mont Saint-Victoire in the same spot but with something different usually a different angle each time so I think that kind of um, says a lot about Cezanne and what he was fascinated by and how observant he was so that would make them realize him or themselves by painting the same object again and again yeah, this kind of speaks about them as a person and what they care about or value. Okay. So, moving on for number two, how can a painter identify with a mountain? It seems reasonable to hold that one element crucial to understanding art is realizing that art objects must be different from real things. And according to Arthur Danto, postmodern artists try to reduce the distance between art and real things. 
based off that, on that information from chapter three, um, a painter can't truly identify with a mountain because understanding art, quote unquote, is realizing that art, art objects must be different from real things, according to Danto. So I guess in an art sense, um, your art objects have to be different from the real things. But I think as a painter, you can still identify with what you're painting. It may bring like some sort of connection or like memory. Um, yeah. It may inspire you to paint that painting. But that is what I think based on that. Okay, next is question three. Would a painter who painted the same human model again and again as Rembrandt painted Saskia identify with the subject in the same sense that Cezanne is said to identify with the mountain? Okay, so an example would be, you know, a painting may portray animals, plants, the sky, the sea, the sun, but it could be implausible that the painter could be an expert in, you know, astronomy or geology. Okay, so meaning that Based on the chapter three quote, um, in question three recap, identify with the subject in the same sense that Susan is said to identify with the mountain. Um, I think it's implausible to compare the two um, because Rembrandt painted Saskia and they were like a couple and that was like Saskia's a living human being versus Cezanne is painting just a mountain. Um, so neither Rembrandt or Cezanne are experts in what they are painting. Um, but at the same time, they can sort of, I guess, identify by like um, how Cezanne painted Mount Saint Victoire at different angles but painted the same thing Rembrandt uses Saskia over and over again to for his paintings and his um artworks that would be considered an imitation right yeah I believe so based on chapter three <laughs> um but I don't know if you have any other words to say about question three, Annette, or if you're ready to move on to question four.
anything else better to paint. <laughs> yeah, number four. It's uh, an interesting question. Yes. Number four. Does it make any sense to say that Mount Saint Victoire also realizes itself through Cezanne? Would you expect Mont Saint Victoire to look different to persons who are familiar with Cezanne's paintings of it? Okay, let me just analyze this question one more time, real quick. Um, Alright, so to say that Mont Saint Victoire realizes itself through his. context in which they were created or to which they refer. I take that um, for this question. Um, when The question that asks, would you expect Mont Saint-Victoire to look different to persons who are familiar with Cezanne's paintings of it? Um, I think, yeah, basically, the artwork will look different people that are familiar with Cezanne's paintings of it versus people who don't because people will understand the purpose Cezanne was doing his style they may not understand his style or like the meanings behind um, Mont Saint-Victoire and like going back to the um, quote from chapter 3 um, we're not sure if we can grasp the meanings or appreciate them if we don't know the historical context in which they were created. And the first part, the first question, does it make any sense to say that Mont Saint-Victoire also realizes itself through Cézanne? The painting is a representation of the artist, meaning that one could say that Mont Saint-Victoire realizes itself through Cézanne because Cézanne is the one that put himself in his artistry, his creativity, his feelings, and everything he put it into the painting. So all of that will, the painting will reflect Cezanne. So I think that makes the painting realize itself. Yeah, I think what you're trying to say is that Cezanne kind of like reflects with what he's painting himself, you know? Mm-hmm. So he kind of becomes the painting. Yeah, or like the painting becomes him. Like they're just both representations of each other. We're getting philosophical out here. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> so, last thing. The next question gets any more philosophical than that. Question five. Could a painter realize himself through a subject or a subject through a painter? If the painter paints the subject only once. I got one answer for you. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? <laughs> well, that question was a tongue twister, Imani, I gotta say. But <laughs> back to the context. <laughs> hey, you gotta make this podcast fun. Yeah, yep, I agree. <laughs> so, right. um, Plato thought one acquired knowledge only by directly encountering forms of or ideas that in his philosophy constitute true reality and make it possible to understand ordinary physical objects. This was found in the chapter 3 reading. So, to correlate in mind, what you got? <laughs> um, this was a tough question. This was a tough one. Um... I mean, we were just talking about this. Could it? Could a painter uh, see himself basically through a subject? And I think that was what Cezanne was doing with Monsant Vatoire, like you were saying, since he was painting him so many times from so many different angles. Uh, you know, he he became basically Monsant Victoire himself. You know, he connected with muse and he decided to do it over and over again so maybe he can realize himself through a subject or vice versa and if he only painted him once it might have got a difference there yeah, if you only painted it once, you may not be able to um, grasp like the entirety of the subject. Um, but based on our chapter three note, um, Pluto thought that one could acquire knowledge only by directing, by directly encountering the forms or ideas that constitute true reality. So I <laughs> take that. Just, just. <laughs> um. Yeah, you oh. just want to go back to the no. source, and you want to share some thoughts. The, the the point the point was, um, I'm trying to answer like, could a painter realize himself through a subject? But Pluto is saying that you can only acquire knowledge by directly encountering that subject so then that poses the question you know really can a painter realize himself through a subject especially if the only if the painter only paints the subject once I, guess I don't it's a think mystery. yeah I guess it's, <laughs> I guess it's, 
objective it's an objective question but one day we'll know Okay, Mani, seems like we've answered all of these questions. Let's do a little recap of what we've learned, what we've researched, what we've read um, based on the case study and chapter three reading. This information on these artists and their lives. Styles. Let's do it. Wrap this okay. up. I'm going to reread our case study and we're going to discuss um, anything that we learned and if we see the case study differently now based off of our discussion. So, as mentioned before, it starts by saying, for almost all of his career, Cezanne made painting after painting of Saint Mont Saint Victoire, often from exactly the same spot. These paintings exhibit the evolution of Cezanne's style. Andre Malraux once remarked that Cezanne found it terribly important to paint Mont Saint Victoire because he identified with it and was therefore able to realize himself through his depictions of it. Randall Gerald responded that for, for, for the very same reasons, Suzanne was necessary to Mont Saint-Victoire because it realized, it realized itself through. So, rereading this case study again for myself, I kind of understand why Suzanne painted Mont Saint-Victoire and why he painted it from like the same spot or like why he painted the same thing over and over again because it was important to Suzanne and even relating to one of our questions like in what ways does an artist realize him or herself or paint the same object object over and over again um it goes to show that Suzanne was fascinated by this mountain um, he cared about it, he valued it, and he took that care and put it into his paintings of Mont Saint-Victoire, and that, all that care reflected itself in the painting, and that's kind of how, like, the painting can realize itself because of what Suzanne put into it, if that makes sense. So I think we were trying to say was... You know, based on what Susan did while painting Mont Saint Victor, um, he was trying to set the mood. You know, he was trying to get a theme going on from his angle to the lighting of all the specifics. He was trying to evoke a um, sort of theme. this whole case study and like the purpose um is showing us the kind of like connection between the painter and its art and their artwork 
how they kind of both reflect each other and um, they're both like very important and they're like interchangeable. Um, I think that's like the general theme that this that we're supposed to solve for this case study. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to talk about the um, repeated painting and his certain style was connected to his art. But yeah. So now that we solved the case study. I want to thank you for joining us so much today, Annette. I really appreciate it. This concludes Exploring Art Podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Please join us soon and remember to stay curious. (laughs) Good night, everybody.